Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. Cody Warner, one of the uh, best waterfowlers I know. He's so devoted to the game (laughs) that I tried to set up a podcast with him. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to do it from my car because, or truck, or what What do you have now? Looks like a truck. Yeah, I got got a truck, yep. Nice. So you're watching geese right now. Watching geese, yeah. Um, so the, the South Dakota um, Canada goose season started on Saturday, so on the 19th. And so, yeah, been out looking around. Of course, the opener um, coincided with, uh, it's been 90 degrees all week. So um, Monday morning was okay. Uh, nice out. But then, yeah, it's been it's been like excessive heat warnings all week. And we're finally supposed to get a break tomorrow. But it's been I, – I haven't hunted all week. It's just, you know, when, when it's this warm, I mean, birds are just not that motivated to do anything. So a lot of birds sitting on pastures and, and sitting on – you know, ponds and stuff like that. And they just, they don't need to eat when it's like this. So um have been kind of trying to keep track of a few birds and, uh, and just to get ready for the weekend, maybe. So. Yeah. Sounds dismal. What's your big feed a hundred right now? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's bigger feeds out there. A guy can only cover so many, uh, you know, so much of an area, but I mean, so I'm up in Northeast South Dakota, like, uh, kind of East of Aberdeen right on highway 12. And I mean, I cover a lot of ground and, you know, compared to last year, like, you know, I, and obviously, you know, run with a pretty good group of devoted guys that, you know, are keep track of quite a few things. And yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about this year that, uh, you know, we had, hatch was probably a couple weeks late this year um usually our usually our hatch up here is usually like you know may 20th and i bet it was for sure after june 1st was our main hatch so you know maybe it's a combination of of you know maybe a lot of some of these birds can't fly still i or don't feel comfortable flying you know so um i always say you know i think most people would you know, you, you look for like early harvests and stuff like that and, and early hatches just because it gives birds that just that extra time to group up and find each other. And, um, you know, one thing I noticed, like on opener, like there was, there was quite a, there was a lack of just good goose fields. So I think a lot of people ended up hunting like 40 or 50 birds and, um, which I don't blame people because, you know, you want to get on an opener and hunt, but you know, that just after the weekend, it was just like every hunt, every little hunt, every little field got hunted and it just scatters birds. So hard, you know, if there's, you know, if there's like last year, you know, before opener, I mean, I could have drove you to 10 fields that had, you know, two to 400 birds in it. I mean, you know, we hunted a field of 350 last year and, I mean, there was plenty of fields that, you know, had two to four or 500 birds in it. And it is, you know, talking to, you know, talking to a lot of people who scout in South Dakota, North Dakota, and I, I don't know what the issue is because from all the, you know, if you, if you talk to like the game and fish guys around here that deal with goose step, um, 
there was a lot of there was a lot of goslings out there that were causing a lot of problems. So I don't where the geese are. I don't know. Um, you aren't you aren't seeing they, them on you aren't seeing them on the water, like swimming and stuff. Not not really nearly as much, you know, as you did as you did. Uh, let's say three weeks ago, you know, or a month ago. Um, I kind of wonder if some of them didn't get enough wings just to kind of like find a really secluded spot that mm. now you're not seeing them. I mean, we're still seeing geese walking into beans, which I mean, so, this I time mean, of year. T- so, so you did, you did some research on, on this, right? I, well, I mean, it was more on the efficacy of, uh, well, what was it again? Sorry. I'm- so, yeah. So my, my, so I went to South Dakota state university. I got my bachelor of, science down there and i got my master's in biology down there and we actually worked in northeast um part of the state working with uh with flightless canada geese and the corresponding damage that they do with um on soybeans so you know geese hatch um let's say like i said mid-may and immediately they're going to start looking for food sources and one of the one of the best food sources for them is is uh, soybeans. Uh, soybeans are incredibly high in protein, and protein is what drives bone and you know feather growth. So, you know, we we actually worked on a prod on a project up here trying to look for um, spray um, spray techniques like that farmers could spray on their soybeans to try to keep geese out. Um, the first year was kind of a, a giant fail. Everything that we used, geese just destroyed. We set up test plots um, in soybeans and pretty much had a 100% loss the first year. The second year, we did actually find a few um, chemicals that are marketed towards goose depredation um, that actually did have some success. Um, it actually spawned a secondary project with another grad student. Um, and that, um, I think what they basically determined on that um that study that basically yes it would work but it's probably not um economical you know for for farmers to spray on beans to try to keep geese out so um so currently what they do now to try to keep geese out of beans is just run um solar electric fences around these water bodies i mean miles and miles and miles of fence that interns in the northeast part of the state put up and to try to keep them out of beans and so like i said yeah we're still seeing i mean you'll still see where there's fresh goose damage so i mean them geese are still selecting to walk into beans which i would certainly think a fresh cut wheat field would be better off for them so that's just telling me that they're still selecting that because they just don't feel comfortable flying that far and so we had right before a week before uh goose opener we so we've had like in this corner of the state we've had close to 10 inches of rain you know in early august um which really set back um wheat harvest basically i mean guys were shut down for well at least a week you know and, and there's still there's still wheat fields out there that are not harvested I mean, not only did we have a, a late, you know, late planting up here, but, you know, now, like I said, I think guys would have been pretty caught up, but like I said, they were shut down for like 10 week, or ten days uh, because of that rain. Now the rain was, because our wetlands were kind of 
really taken a hit, you know, in July and August. It got really dry up here again, just like it did last year. But now our wetlands are looking really good. So I think overall that rain was that rain was really good. Um, it really refreshed our wetlands and like the wetlands look great now. Uh, so yeah, it's good, but I wonder what was lost as far as in the broodering side for ducklings. Well, I did there. I just seen a um, North Dakota has so North Dakota is one of the only states that does the own. They do a state count for waterfowl. Mm -hmm. That was just released, I think, today. And so they do a brood. They do a state brood survey, uh, and their broods are up eighty percent okay. um, from from last year. I mean, there's a ton of ducks. I mean, ducks had, you know, the, the thing in South Dakota and North Dakota was we stayed, I mean, it was winter until, oh, I, I mean, I mean, let's just say April 1st or yeah. even April 5th. It was, it was winter. Yeah. yeah I wasn't it, jealous. No, it was like, <laughs> it was like winter, but then all of a sudden it went from winter to summer. I mean, it went from, you know, highs of, well, let's say 25 in a matter of, I mean, 10 days, it was 65 and the melt was on. And I mean, in, in the matter of a week, you know, we had a lot of snow up here, probably in the matter of a week of five to seven days, we lost all our snow cover around here. And, you know, we lost our, you know, our ice went off pretty quick and the geese, you know, they, they started, you know, they started nesting right then. And they had perfect, you know, they had perfect nesting conditions, you know, warm, uh, not much rain. No, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest hindrance to, to Canada goose success is, is that excessive cold when they're sitting on nests. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the females are still going to go out and try to feed and yeah, they try to cover them up, but you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they have nest loss, you know, when, when it's so cold and not only that, I think we've seen quite a bit where, you know, you're right getting into like prime hatch and then you get a cold snap. And I think it's pretty tough for some of them little goslings, them brand new goslings to stay warm. And I think you get some loss there. Well, I mean, this year it was, it got warm and it stayed warm. I mean, it was, like I said, it went from winter to summer. We missed spring here. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we really, and, and then the duck, like I said, the duck hatch was one of the better ones I've ever seen. You know, we had, we had really good wetland conditions, you know, and it was funny. It was almost on the same trajectory as last year. Cause last year it was really wet here and then it got dry all year. And, you know, we got a little bit of rain last year in like September, but I'm talking like probably less than an inch. And so it was, it was looking like it was going to do the same thing because a lot of our wetlands dried down to nothing, you know, by last fall. And like I said, it was looking, looking like the same thing. And all of a sudden it started raining. And, and like I said, it was a week in Webster that we got nine inches of rain. And it was, like I said, it, it made the farmers happy because it made their corn and beans basically. Um, and then, like I said, it refreshed all these wetlands. I mean, you kind of go Southwest to here, you know, when you get into that flatter country and there's definitely like flooded, you know, flooded crops down there and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a, it was, it was quite a game changer as far as these wetlands and stuff like that. You know, them wetlands, when they start getting dried out, they get a lot of the, they just kind of start looking bad and now they look refreshed and stuff like that. So we're going into fall 
I mean, if we can catch a few more rains, like we're going to be really set, you know, even for next spring already, just with the rains we got. So, um, so yeah, it, uh, yeah, that was good. Um, you know, the, the question of where these geese are, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows, cause yeah. I know the guys in North, the guys in North Dakota are having just as hard of a time, you know, as finding these things. And so do um, the adults, so do the adults molt as as the goslings are coming up as far as females yeah yep so the, you know the pair will stay with the with the goslings as they get raised and they'll go through their they'll go through their summer molt um so yeah all the birds you know let's say you know july 1st you know around here you know every every goose is going to be flightless basically um it always seems like it always seems like ducks can always like they don't molt to the extent they do. I think it's a little longer so they can, some of them ducks can always fly. Um, you always see ducks kind of whizzing around all summer. Um, but yeah, the geese, they are hundred percent flightless. They can't go anywhere. So, um, and so I don't know, I I'm, you know, fingers crossed that. And, and, and now we kind of had the perfect storm. We've had the perfect storm of maybe a late hatch and then it being really warm, you know, all yeah. last week. So, you know, they don't want to go anywhere. They don't need to go anywhere. Um, you know, they can still get all the food they need from, you know, their sloughs and lakes and stuff like that, just with aquatic vegetation. So, you know, it's been kind of, I, you know, talking to my buddies, you know, I think it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like, like mid next week, you know, yeah. it's supposed to cool down, you know, it's supposed to be like mid seventies now here tomorrow. So, you know, maybe some of these geese get motivated, but I just, like I said, I'm always a big, I'm always a big fan of, of early hatches and early harvest. You know, if you can, if you don't have anything for geese to eat, they're going to go somewhere, you yeah. know, and, and, and same way, same way with ducks. You know, if, if you have a bunch of ducks around, there's nothing for them to eat. I mean, sometimes they'll move on. Um, and so, and with the, my, you know, with, with the fall migration too, I'm always a big fan of early harvest because, if you got food here and they people. show up, at least they'll stay. Yeah, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't, they're going to go somewhere to find it. So, um, you know, we should be on track this year for like an average fall harvest, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we'll be fine there. But I think, like I said, I've never seen wheat this late. I mean, there's still a good amount of wheat fields that are not, not a good. I would say we're probably at like 75% harvest now. Sure. But I mean, on a normal, it's almost, it's you know, almost normal, September. Yeah. On a normal year. And, and, you know, that's why I was kind of wondering what Canada looks like and stuff too. You know, I mean, they can start hunting. What is the date today? I mean, they can start hunting in 10 days, you know, or whatever. Um, so that's it. I don't know what it looks like. And if it's that, if it's that bad here, yeah, I don't know what it looks like up here, but I think they have been a little bit drier in Saskatchewan, Manitoba. So, um, so yeah, it it was certainly it was certainly interesting and and then, you know it was a late they did plant late but you know they planted late last year too and you know harvest was right there but I would still say you know most of most of the harvest was done you know by opener you know there was a lot of fields I mean this year I mean I would say on opener as of well at, you know five six days ago I would say wheat harvest around here was probably only a 40%, 50%. You know, they've caught up a lot this week because it's been nice. And 
you know, guys with the equipment they have now, they can sure get weed out of the field fast because it's just right. it's just not the same bushels as when you're dealing with corn and stuff like that. So, you know, guys can really fly in the wheat and, and you did see it catch up. But, um, yeah, like I said, I just, you know, usually opening weekend, you know, with everything, it's usually really busy. I mean, it's just the way it is. But usually that first week, you know, after man, it's for guys that can hunt during the middle of the week, it can be a lot of fun because, you know, you get a lot of geese that, you know, have only been hunted one or two days and some that haven't, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of the farmers after opening weekend, you know, they, people say, you know, they save field for people, but after that, you know, have Adam and, um, yeah. so it opening just, weekend is just an absolute rat race for early geese. It's it, just, it's just the limited number of fields. It's just, that's what it comes down to a limited number of fields and yeah. everybody hunts that weekend. Yeah. That's yeah, always it is. been my least favorite weekend. Of like <laughs> all water. Well, I, I've, I've always said my favorite day of the year is the Monday after goose opener. Yeah. Cause then it's just like you find geese and you hunt geese. You don't have yep. to wait. You know, I mean, I mean, last year, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when we had a really good field on opener, um, you know, we had that field locked up by like August, you know, it was August 1st, there was 125 geese in it. Yeah. And, you know, it was two weeks. Well, it was maybe August 5th. It was right after the first of the August. I, 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 used, I used to get fields in June and May. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and. But yeah, that's why I was just so, so different this year. And, you know, and I just think, I don't know if some of our geese did get up and take off. Now, my only argument is, you know, between, you know, driving around, you know, uh, like kind of all, you know, at various times of the day, you would just think you would see random geese just like flying around, you know, or whatever. And I mean, I've had a few people like at the office just say the same thing too. You know, they kind of live by some of the bigger lakes and they just like, yeah, we don't see any geese flying around. Like usually, I mean, it's, you know, Day County is what I would say, you know, the heart of waterfalling in South Dakota. And you just don't see geese flying around. It's Which just weird. Odd. Yeah, that is odd. It's, it, it's odd. You know, you just like, even... You know, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're around the field, you know, field of geese, you're going to see, you know, geese flying around. But just like, man, you usually just see geese flying around, just yeah. like doing doing goose things I, or I, whatever. I like, I get a little envious of you like this time of year, but man, I don't. That was <laughs> always the worst whenever you'd be like, yep, got a banger, it's locked up. And then they just don't yeah. feed you know, I you never see them like not feed as bad as that. Like like late season, yeah, yeah they don't feed, but you know you got them, you pattern them, or they have a pattern. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy. It is definitely you know just you got to look at it as a bonus. You know, it's just a bonus. You can anytime a guy can hunt. I'm just a fan, especially waterfall hunt. I'm just a fan of it. You know, and and um, so I. I, yeah, it, it's a frustrating season, but man, some, some days when you get things right and you get, oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, shooting honkers, in my opinion, like, in a, I know this is odd, but like shooting honkers in a pair of shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt, like, <laughs> like on an afternoon where you got a little bit of wind and it's not too bad. Like, man, there's something about that. I mean, as guys, I know this is going to sound cliche, but you know, as guys get older, 
I mean, I just don't like hunting in the cold as much as I used to. It's comfortable. And I've told, <laughs> I've told you this before, like, ah, man, would I rather hunt in 80 or like 20 degrees? I'll take the 80 every day. And I know that sounds <laughs> odd, but like, man, there's just, it's always a production when it's cold out and stuff like that. It's like, ah, oh, man, yeah, just, just showing up at four in the afternoon on a wheat field, you know, and I mean, it. I would say more times than not, you know, it usually works out, but I mean, and these geese are, we know what these geese are. Everybody that hunts early season is always going to get them flocks to land hundred yards away or 50 yards away or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is part of the game, you know, and what is your, what just, is, what do you do to prevent that family grouping? Do you do anything or it's just like that day? So, I, I do think there's a, like some, maybe some little tricks and tactics. Like I think you got to kind of almost like if you can set up it and I don't know if, I don't know if being on the X, like, I think that's a little like, you know, being on the spot, like where goose poop is. I mean, I would go towards more like, okay, I know the geese are coming from this direction. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm on, you know, if I'm on the X, but they have to fly over a quarter mile of field, well, you give them a quarter mile or whatever it is, you know, 300 yards. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll cut that distance in half and, and just say like, well, listen, I'm going to take half the game, half, half the field out from you, you know, yeah. and, and you can't do that then. Um, you know, that's, that's one big thing I do. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, even if you're on the X, right, they could still land 75 yards from you. And that you're going to have that happen with these early season geese. That's just the way it's going to be. And so my theory is, is like, let's, you know, where they're coming from. Like, like, let's try to eliminate, you know, some of, some of that opportunity for them to land short, you know, or whatever mm -hmm. there are, you know, are, we've all had like August and, you know, in September hunts that, really great decoy you know every feet you know you're landing or feet down you know or whatever we've all had those hunts but we've also had hunts that are just like well we got to take what we can get here i mean you know and it's it's not ideal but you just take you know you just take what's given to you and you know so i i just think sometimes like i said that just maybe if you know where they're coming from you don't necessarily need to be on the x but you know and also you know if you can get a good height you know that's i think as a guy does this long enough you know, decoys and calling are, I mean, certainly yeah. calling, you know, early in early, you know, in the season, especially if it's, you don't have a lot of wind. I mean, if you have wind, it just, it does, you know, you can hide a lot of your, I'm not, I mean, I'm not certainly not the best caller on the planet far from, mm -hmm. you know, and so there's a lot of times where you'll just give them a few clucks and, you know, and, and that's all it takes. You yeah. know I mean? I agree. I, don't, when I you... don't think that's, I don't think that's your number one is calling in early season. No, I, I mean, when no. is the hide not number one for. Anyway. Right. That, that's always the case. And, you know, we'll, especially some of these wheat fields up here, you know, they're cutting them pretty short and stuff like that. So unfortunately, you got to go to edges sometimes or like weed islands and stuff like that. And you just kind of say like, well, like you're not exactly where they want to be, but at least you can, if you can get them here, they won't see it type of thing, you know? And that's really, yes. So the, that's another thing too. I, I'll utilize edges a lot stuff, you know, and try to do that, you know, and 
And so I, I think sometimes with like being on the X, like, you know, looking for the goose poop and like setting up on the goose poop. I mean, personally, I think that's a little overrated. Um, that's just me. I'm sure other people would have a disagreement, but these geese, I mean, you'll show up to these fields for five days in a row and they'll be in five different places. You know, I mean, it's a matter of, you know, maybe the first, the first, you know, flock to a field is a, you know, a six pack, you know, with four goslings in it, they're going to, I mean, they're going to land wherever. And that's all of a sudden where you get the geese, you know, that not then, then your hundred geese will be there tonight. I mean, some of these, like I said, some of these fields, um, you know, like I said, have been in five different places, you know, over the course of five days. Now these ones that I'm watching tonight, I mean, they, they have been within the hundred yards. There must be something out there. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, maybe some wheat knocked down or something like that. So there are cases where, yeah, like, you know, you, you would, uh, you know, you would do that. And, uh, and I guess the other big thing is, and this is, this is tough for, you know, guys that just hunt on the weekends and stuff like that, but sitting on fields. And I know some people don't like to hear that, but sitting on fields of the right weather is, mm -hmm. is what may, is what makes or breaks it. you know, like, okay, maybe don't go in the morning, but go in the afternoon, you know, mm -hmm. cause you got better wind in the afternoon wind. or vice versa. Yeah wind i mean that's that's really the big thing if you can i mean if these if your geese especially these geese if they come high to the field like i mean good luck you know you're just you're in trouble uh, you know if there's a 10 12 15 mile per hour wind just just by they're going to come lower you yeah. know and that's just i mean generally you're not going to get these geese you know like late season geese you know they might circle you two or three times and then end up coming in feet down well these geese are not going to do that you know, they're going to pick you out, do something. They're just, you know, and, and I, I, what I've always seen is, you know, they'll, they'll circle you maybe once or twice and then go land a hundred yards away, you know, this time of year. That's why it's like, you just, you can't wait for these geese. Like it's first pass. Like if you get a, if you get a chance at them, you just take them first pass and, and trying to get these geese to spin around or something's really tough. I mean, in a perfect world, you'd like that wind to be, you know, pointing right at the roost and that roost at a mile and a half, you know, or something like that, mm -hmm. where they can't hear you. And, and that's one thing that, you know, we've really, unfortunately you've had to do is just like sit on fields, you know, and, and that's, that's the tough thing. Cause you know, the weekend's going to come. It's like, well, like, you know, you talked to a farmer a couple of days ago, but he's probably going to tell somebody to go on the weekend. So it, it burns you for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of your fields some of your fields get hunted, but I mean, I think like guys like you and I, and, and I don't blame like the high school kids, you know, like, yeah, I mean, why go hunt Saturday morning? Like you've been in school all week, you know, go shoot, you know, go shoot eight or 10 birds, you know, or whatever and call it good. But I think like guys like you and I have been doing it long enough to where like, well, I'd rather wait and shoot 40 than go out in a morning just to go out and, you know, and shoot 10. That's just, that's yeah. my preference. You yeah, know, definitely. If you're going to go do it. Well, it's, it especially, becomes, it becomes all part of the game, right? For us. Yeah. I mean, patterning, it, the scouting, everything, it, it's all part of the game for us. You're like, well, we could go try it, probably get our dicks kicked in today, or we yeah, could wait yeah. till tomorrow morning. I know, Jim, you can't go. I'm sorry, but the yep. rest of us are going to go tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, and we've all yeah. had, we've all had buddies that get mad at us, you know, like, yeah. or not mad, but just like, well, you think we should try it tonight? Like, well, 
No, I don't think we should. I think we should try <laughs> exactly. it tomorrow morning when you have the right win, you know, and, and yeah, it is one of them things to where it's, I mean, it took us, I think it, it definitely takes you a while to learn that, you know, and to not just blindly go like, well, I got a field, I'm going to go hunt it, you know, cause and I'm just going to go in the morning, you know, and we've all been there to where like, well, I mean, I I'm guilty of it as well. Like, well, let's just go try it, I guess, you know, or whatever. And at times it works out, but and I mean, vast majority of times it doesn't work out, you know, cause it's yeah. just like, well, we knew better, you know, we knew better. Perfect example Sunday, you know, we knew the field, you know, the farmer told us, no, I gave permission to a couple other people. So Sunday, I mean, this is, this is a perfect example. We ended up blowing the roost on Sunday and we knew we probably would cause we were a little too close, but it's like, well, I guess let's go try it. You know, there was a few buddies up and, you know, after that, it, you know, it was, and it's just one of them things to where like, we did have the right conditions. It was just a little too close. You know, the wind was blowing away from the roost, but it was just probably, you know, like a couple hundred yards too close and there's just nothing you could do. I mean, you know, we shot 20 geese, but you know, if, if, if it would have been perfect conditions, we would have shot 40, you know, pretty easy or even more, but it is one of them things. That's, that's my biggest things. I mean, I've, we've all been there where we've sat on field for a number of days. You know, you just, you, you sometimes get these stretches in August and September that like, man, you can't buy a wind over five or seven miles per hour. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. And, you know, it's just, it definitely seems like you get more into like October and November and you get, it just seems like you get more dependable winds, you know, or whatever you get into right. that 10 or 15 miles per hour. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's one of them things to where I, like I said, if, if, and, and you mentioned the scouting thing and that that's, I mean, I'm strictly a waterfall hunter. I don't really do much else. Something about leaving town, just not knowing what you're going to find is, I don't know. It's like, you're on a treasure hunt every night, you know, yeah. and, you, you just never know what you're going to find. And that's honestly why it's been frustrating this year, because I mean, you leave town and the, the likelihood of finding something good is probably low. Yeah. I mean, right, right now, you know, it could change in a week, but I, yeah, but, I was about right to say, now, you're going to get new birds. I mean, eventually, I mean, my buddy, mid September, mid September, you'd, you'd think generally. You know, we've, we've kind of been joking, like, well, at least it can't get any worse. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of them things to where like, well, it can only get better, you know, and it's right. obviously it's going to, and I think a guy is going to, you know, I, I guess the, the couple bad days, you forget about them pretty good when you have a good day, you know, yeah. and that's, that's like one of the biggest things on waterfalling is just seems like, you know, versus you know, deer hunting and stuff, you know, big game for me. It's just like, man, I can, you shoot one time, you know, you, you know, you, you, you deer hunt and you're like, well, one shot now I'm done. And I understand it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a, an accomplishment, you know, to shoot a nice deer or something like that. But this is, you can go every day, you know, for, I mean, South Dakota, you can go from, you know, August 19th till what middle of February, February so 15th, I think it's third. February 12th or 15th or something. Well, they even pushed it back now, you know, now South Dakota, you can, you can goose hunt till dang near February 20th, you know, along really? the river. Um, it is, yeah, it's the third weekend now in February because they ended up pushing that. They ended up starting it later. And so it's, it's quite a, it's 
quite a place to be. Obviously, you you lived here long enough. You knew all about it. But it's yep. yeah, there's something about there's something just about leaving town. And you know, you you put your homework in, you know, and and we know this time of year it's permissions tough. I mean, it it is what it is. You know, you just you have very limited fields. Um, the same farmers that hate geese all year, they're saving them now. You know, for their, for their cousins, uncles, kids. yeah, <laughs> brothers. So, but but you just I don't know. It's kind of one of them things to where like you've done it long enough. So when you get told no, you're just like, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's more of the thing, like, you know, you get into like October, November around here. I mean, well, I even, mean, we've seen, hey, we've hey, seen. even better for you living in that area, scouting in that area every day, you know, and this was the same with me, you know what yeah. you're not going to get on. Yeah. yeah. So you don't that's, waste that's, your time and get all excited about stuff. You're not going to get on. You see guys, you know, um, I guess for the listeners, South Dakota has uh, license plates based on counties. So 22 is, is day County. You know, you see somebody without a, you know, out of County plate sitting watching a piece of ground that, you know, nobody, you've never seen anybody hunting and you're going to, they're going to, you know, you're going to, they're going to spend time trying to track that guy down and get told, no, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. And you're just, and, um, and I just, now I'm to the next field, you know, or yeah. whatever, you just keep blowing past it, you know, and, and, you know, like, for instance, there's some birds right by town that it's like, it is what it is, you know, but there's, I don't know, a couple, a half section of wheat that you're just not going to get on. And unfortunately, that's eating up a lot of birds right now. And it's, and that's just how it goes, you know, or whatever. You're going to have them, you're going to have your years where like, I mean, there was a field we hunted by town last year that I think we hunted it three, four times and had some really good hunts out of it. You know, they just kept going back to it. Well, this year the wheat's on somebody else's ground, you know, so them birds, I, I don't know. They're going to be happy there for a long time because yeah. they're not going to get, they're not going to get hunted much and they're just going to sit there, you know, and, and that's just life, you know, or whatever you, you just keep, you just keep trying. And, and, you know, we, you, you kind of know, like by May or June, you know, you know where your wheat fields are and stuff like that. And, and that's another big thing too, is, you know, I don't, I don't really start asking on a lot of fields, you know, till like August 1st or something like that, but like just knowing where the wheat fields are, like, just like, so when you start, you know, and, and, you know, when you start leaving, when it's season, you can start leaving the house and you just know, like, I'm going to go to this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and you have your path in your mind already, Versus somebody, you know, coming from your, I mean, you're starting out in the scratch. At least I can hit, you know, five, six, eight wheat fields in a night and know like, okay, well, I, I checked on all those. I didn't drive by the ones that I know I can't get on. I'm going to drive by the ones I can get on. And granted, you know, somebody might've beat me to them already. You know, that's, that's just part of the game, but yeah, it, um, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, I mean, like I said, I just, the whole the whole scouting thing of waterfall i know i love it you know you you just you, you just never know what you're going to find and that's that's part of the coolest thing about being able to waterfall on every day is you can just yeah, that's part of the game and as i've gotten older i love scouting i mean i love it i look so i look forward to scouting so much like okay it's six o'clock six thirty 
we're going to take off and, and we're going to see what we can find. And I don't know. You see a lot of cool stuff out scouting too, you know, deer, yeah. pheasants, everything. And it's, it, you just, it's just cool being out in the country and just seeing stuff, you know, or whatever. I mean, how many big bucks have we seen driving around in November? Like, um, it's just the coolest thing, you know, or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's, especially it makes, in this part it makes me want to go deer hunting though while i'm chasing duck feed that's the problem <laughs> yeah the curse yeah, of south problem. dakota that's the curse of well the worm in the brain thing too yeah yeah oh oh yeah no it um it's definitely <laughs> it it's definitely uh i mean there's so many options around here we're, we're really blessed to live and i like i said there's other states like this but you've lived here long enough to know exactly that I mean, what do you want to do, you know, today, you know, you can go mm -hmm. do it. So, um, so yeah, looking forward. Um, I'm sure you've heard some of the chatter. Um, sounds like the snow goose production was really good again. Um, they're saying, I don't, I mean, as much as you can trust internet, you know, uh, chatter, you know, some of the, some of the best hatches they've ever seen. So, um, so yeah, that, um, looking forward to that. That was really good last year, so hoping to repeat that. Yeah. Um, maybe doing a Canada trip here. Actually, um, I've done you know I've done Canada enough to like around that end of September, early October. Um, and we're actually I think we're gonna try to do a later trip. Actually, like okay. uh, like the third like the third weekend in October. You know, watch the weather. Obviously, if they've got a foot of snow, but. You know, this day and age with all the weather, you know, reporting and stuff like that, I would think a guy, you know, could have a decent idea what the week's going to bring. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah, we're hopefully going to do uh, just especially with the snow goose hatch reports. You know, I mean, I think it'd be a lot of fun to head to Saskatchewan again. I haven't done it for hey, been a while. I've I, got a I got to restart this meeting because I'll I'll tell you why, but I'll restart it okay. like okay. We're, we're good. I just have to read, okay. read link. Okay. All right. So we're back at it. Did you see, here's a quick question. I wish I was going to Canada. First of all, I can't this year, but it's not because I have a recent DUI either like everyone else, but <laughs> did you see the guy on TikTok that I sent you that message of? Please tell me you watched it. I did. I did. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, it just ran. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I started watching it. And it was just kind of like, I, I don't know what this is all about. I didn't finish it. I, it was just like, oh, like, I, yeah, I kind of ended up, I kind of ended up just like eventually just, uh, giving up on it, I guess. That's, that's what I ended up doing. So I, I don't know. I, so if I missed something important at the end, I definitely missed it. So it was um, it was pretty interesting. It was basically this this guy uh, ranting about a conspiracy theory with DU and Delta, um, saying there were more ducks than there were. Even yeah, though, and it was even though the B pops were not as exciting as we were hoping. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, you know, the, obviously we know, you know, the, the, I mean, the people that know, that's why it's interesting that North Dakota puts all that brood survey, really, because that's going to be your fall flight. You know, if, if, yeah. if you're, they said, yeah, you'll have, if you look at that, but yeah, I mean, 
they said it's comparable to only like three years, you know, the numbers that they've shown, you know, or whatever. And, and yeah. like 2020, what they said was one of them, which was a really good hatch year. We had a lot of water on the landscape in 2020, you know, so it was, uh, it's, it's good news, you know, and, and, you know, yeah, the B pop, they are what they are. Um, it's, it's an estimate, you know, that's what for sure, you know, it, it doesn't, I think we all know that those, those, you know, those numbers are great you know, but it all comes down to weather and migration. I mean, if you can get them here early and keep them here, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of fun. You know, if we've all had it where it gets warm in October, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just like, you're dealing with the same birds that have been here and they don't want to feed and there's nothing to eat. And so it's just kind of, um, you know, it's just kind of tough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, looking looking forward to the fall. I think, um, I mean, fall's here, right? Football's around the corner. Um, yeah. A guy can a guy can shoot geese in some states. I'm sure big games. Some antelope's going to start opening up around here. I mean, I you know I I, I would say, and, and you've probably seen this as well. You know, it, it does seem like over time, some of the waterfallers out there you know, the guys that we know that did it every day, you know, back yeah. in the day, it does. I mean, I, I think you've seen this eventually it just either, I don't know if it takes a toll on them or they just, or, or they just get different interests. I mean, we've known a lot of people, right. That just like, they just, they just don't do it. You know, they just lose interest. I don't, I don't know what the deal is that for that, because man, I mean, it's all I think about. I mean, I yeah. still, I'm still just addicted and that's why like, I mean, I have buddies that kind of say the same thing, like, oh, August sucks, you know, or whatever. And even early September sucks. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I've had some really good hunting in August and September. Yeah. Like, and like I said, I mean, I've, I guess if you would, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, mallards are really tough to beat in corn. And obviously, like, juvie snow geese in the fall when everything is right, I mean, is second to none. But man, there's something about, like I said, you showing up to the field, you know, and, in august and you have a good wind and maybe it's cold enough for a hooded sweatshirt but you know like just like geez you're comfortable <laughs> and like yeah you just like i don't know there's something about it that i know there's a lot of people that don't like the early season and that just don't even do it there's something about it that i still it's just hunting i i, I and yeah. one of the big things one of the big things you know the the history with goose depredation in south dakota you know they used to drill a lot of nests the game and fish used to drill they, the nests do, they, a lot do of, they still do that it is um i'm trying to turn that light on or something or losing yeah, have your it's, birds uh, left yet or what's going on they are not there's they're still out there i have a feeling they'll i have a feeling they'll sit here pretty late but I just was, I'm just kind of interested in the direction of where they're going to go. I, I'd like them to go north because that's a pretty good roost up there. So, um, but yeah, but, so, um, so history, yeah, they used to drill eggs. I was, I never drilled eggs, but I was an intern yeah. that did fence. That was my yep. first yep. wildlife job was being a deputy. Yeah. And dude, and, and, you know, it's a serious thing as far as crop damage because, yeah. The amount of bean fields on a good nesting year that they're destroying is nuts and not destroying the whole field, but any fringe area right. near, near a wetland. I can remember we were tasked a few times with 
with actually going and measuring with a with like a Juno or something, um, like what yeah. the actual size of the area was. I remember we measured yeah. one that was like forty five acres. And Clark, you County. know, I, <laughs> you know, going going back to the study that that I was doing, you know, we had uh, we were using utilizing like a trail cam that actually it wasn't motion it was uh it took a picture during the daylight you know it took a picture like every minute you could set it you know to whatever it was i can't remember what we have it specifically set up maybe 30 seconds or something mm-hmm. um and we have you know and then it turns in time lapse video basically and and we have some videos that i mean i've shown people that are like they can't believe it i mean you know you had 50 geese come into this area and they'll i mean they'll turn you know and this was late, you know, this was like July time frame. you know, beans were, I mean, knee high, thigh high. And they would come in and it looks like it got hailed on. Like there wasn't a leaf standing. Like they looked like Christmas trees, yeah. these, these beans, then you know, the bean plants. Yeah. They can do some crazy damage, you know, getting back to the, to the argument. I do like, I do like when the game and fish tries to put the tools in the hunter's hands. So yeah. like, you know, if we, if we can hunt in August and, and, and I know there's plenty of people that do not like the August season and, you know, are totally against it, you know, cause the bag limit's 15, you know, mm-hmm. in South Dakota. I mean, that's a lot of geese. Um, and so. But a lot of it's my, like, when are you going to kill those geese? That's your best time because right. these geese are going to, you know, if, if you really want to make, and it's, if you really want to make an impact on your local population, it's got to be in August because these geese will start taking off in middle in early September. Yep. You know, the, the, and that's why they, you know, you always used to be whatever September 4th or whatever it used to be in South Dakota, you know, early, early season would start and we've seen it go from five birds to eight birds, you know, to, to now, and then adding the August season, you know, I mean, we had a, we had a Facebook memory pop up and, I can't remember if it was 10 years ago or something, if it was, I can't remember, or maybe it was even longer than that. The game and fish actually started the, uh, if you remember that August season, that started like August 5th or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's because, that year, dude, that year they weren't flying at all. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, we had one group, we had one group come in. We hunted a standing bean field that they were eating. Okay. We yeah. had one group come in and we shot four out of, and then we went and jumped was, the roost. <laughs> and we it, stopped shooting because we felt bad because they couldn't fly. <laughs> it it was uh, you know, and, and and that's definitely too early. And even this year, you know, I guarantee you there was a lot of geese in North Dakota and stuff like that that couldn't fly. And here too, you know, um, but like I said, I like when the hunters get the opportunity, you know, if yeah. there is an overabundance, you know, whether it's, whether it's deer, turkeys, geese, you know, or I mean, ducks really don't cause a lot of problems, you know, but yeah, put the tools in the hands of the hunter, you know, or whatever. That's, that's always the biggest thing is, is, is that I like, I, I mean, I, oh yeah, it apps, it drove me crazy when, you know, when they would take them drills onto these islands and, and you'd hear about like, yeah, we drilled 60 nests. You know, And like a lot of the islands they were drilling weren't private islands. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and that was like, they were getting, they were getting exclusions from like on the WPAs and the federal ground and the state ground, you know, I mean, that I mean, was like, tough. That's, that's where it's, that's where it's weird. It's different yep. to me if you go on to the private land and drill it, but yeah. 
the fact that they were going on waterfowl production areas and killing waterfowl yeah. that you can legally hunt that was that was weird yeah and and you know so that that was that was really tough and but now like i said you know the administration the last three or four years i mean they do very little of it i mean it's they do very little of it i think over time we've seen uh, unfortunately for land for farmers they're just used to the goose damage kind of now, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's, I think they, it's less of a headache maybe, you know, or whatever there was, there isn't such, I think, and, and they've done a better job of, of, you know, and, you know, kind of putting some of the responsibility in the landowners, the farmers as well, you know, or whatever to, to, um, so they like, in South Dakota, they don't, fan, they don't, yeah, they don't fence corn anymore. Uh, they don't fence weed anymore. Um, so it's just, they'll give them the supplies, but they're not going to go do the work. Mm. Um, just specifically, obviously, because corn will usually outgrow goose damage. You know, it just grows so fast that they can't. The, the biggest thing when they really knock back the beans is early in the year when they pull out the cotyledon or whatever. Because if you pull out that cotyledon, that growing point, it's done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and beans are kind of interesting because beans actually like being stressed you know they'll put on extra um they'll flower extra hard if they're stressed you know sometimes so actually some of that like they'll come like even i mean if the geese are grazing this time of year they'll i think they generally come back sometimes and they'll be fine but yeah where they where they really take a hit where you'll see them 30 40 acres or you know 10 5 10 acres is when yeah when them geese are when it's just coming out of the ground you know and they're they're pulling that growing point out of the ground. I mean, that's when there's no coming back. I mean, that's, it's mm-hmm. gone then. Um, so, but yeah, so like I said, we're just, um, it's hunting season. I, I don't, I just, I just love hunting season. It's yeah. just, uh, it's here. I mean, it's, it just, you just wait all summer, you know, just like, ah, the yeah. dream of hunting. And that, that's part of the, you know, the frustrating things when, when you do have, you know, if, if it'd be different, you know, if a guy was driving around right now and, you know, you were seeing big feeds, you know, on, on stuff that you couldn't hunt. I mean, that's life, you know, not being yeah. able to hunt some ground. Definitely. But I don't even, I don't even see feeds on ground. I can hunt, you know, what's, that your, what's your big day. It's been what a week and a half or something. What's your big. Yeah. Well, we've only hunted three days, you know, or whatever. Well, we, it's been, this is day what? Six. So oh, okay. yeah, we just started last Saturday. Okay. Okay. So so day six and we, we shot uh 32 opening morning with five of us, you know, or whatever. So which, you know, morning. that ain't terrible for, um, for Canada you know, goose hunting standards. That's a great morning. Yeah. And that's that's the problem morning. is you get the, the 15 bird limit in your head. You've had oh. those days where you shoot 120 and then you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, we could have shot this many. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so we, I've only hunted three days and, and granted with the weather, you know, it's been so hot, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's like, and then, you know, there's a lot of times this time of year, you'll get them mornings where it's foggy and not much wind. And I just, I hate hunting in the fog. It's just, it's just another, it's just another thing you can't control, you know? And so like some of these mornings where there's fog, it's just like, I'm glad I'm, I mean, yeah, we've all had good hunts in the fog. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I would some say really memorable for, ones too. For Canada goose hunting though, it just does seem, you know, a lot of times these don't fly, you know, they'll no, just sit and if they fly. do, they short you. That's a, short they don't even know where you are. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't, you know, they don't even know where you are. And, you know, I think, and, and we've all had it where like they'll come through the fog. Mm-hmm. And I, there's such visual, you know, geese are so visual, you know, or whatever that I think when they like come through the fog and all of a sudden, boom, you know, there's five or eight dozen decoys there. I freaks them out. I mean, we've all do, had that. Yeah, they'll come it. through the fog and just flare like, like you, like you shot at. Like it's yeah. like, I just think that they're just freaked out, you know, or whatever. And, and they don't um, make much and, noise in the fog either. No, no. When they, no, when they fly, I, they don't tell you they're coming most of the time. It's kind of weird. You know, I would say we've, I would say, like I said, I, I've had a few memorable honker hunts in the fog, but more often than not, it's not advantageous. I mean, I'd rather take sun at your back and, or sun anywhere you know, and, and, a, and a 10 mile an hour wind and fog, you know, it just, yeah. we've all had good hunts, but man, I would say most of them good hunts, you probably have a lot of birds coming to the field, you know, or something like that, because I would say overall, it's not going to help you, you know, and there's just, I just think there's so many birds that, and then what happens is, you know, the fog will burn off at eight forty-five, and then they're like, all right, now it's time to go. So there's no separation, you know, you get, you might get a hundred birds to come and to I'll your go. field and yeah. I mean, just a couple minutes. So, yeah. um, so, so anyways, but, um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, it's hunting season. I don't know if my, you know, they're still out there. So, <laughs> um, but if, if you wouldn't mind Danny, maybe we cut it and uh, I see where these things are roosting just yeah. so I can get an idea. And, no, sounds uh, good. but, uh, well, hopefully that's enough rambling. So you make some, you can make something out of it. So, yeah, no, that's, um, it's awesome. Falls here and yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. We're getting started yep. this next weekend with pronghorn and stuff. So. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So we'll see about that. I was kind of on the fence about the Canada thing, you know, um, but now, like I said, I've heard uh, that Chris Nikolai, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or whatever. He's yeah. a Delta guy in uh North Dakota, he knows all the banders, you know, and I, uh, I, I got some early intel from him that it looked okay. And he said, but we won't really know until the banders come back, you know, or whatever. And yeah, he said it was his, his exact, I said, how'd the snow, snow goose hatch look? And he just said, insane. So from Nikolai, huh? From Nikolai, yeah. he said that okay. from him. Yeah. He said, insane. So what he said, so weird from how late the spring was. Yeah. Like I said, though, I think that's part of the, you know, especially for the tundra, you know, the problem is when then things get up there too early, They get there too early and and then they get iced out on the nest. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think, I mean, yeah, we all know they have a short window to make it work. Right. But I think, you know, you give any animal, you know, if they get up there too early and we've seen it with Canada's around here, you know, how they, they'll get here early, start nesting and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's 32 degrees out for a week. You know, yeah. we've seen that happen too, to where, like I said, that's, and, and you can cut this part too, but like, yeah, that I, I don't want to sound like too much of a cry baby, but I don't know where these goddamn geese are. It is. <laughs> and then you talk to like, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is like, you know, like, the guys in North Dakota, like Olson and them guys, you know, they, you know, how hard they hunt and stuff like that. And like, they had like, well, what did what Forrester said? Like last, like last Friday night, they had like five vehicles out and nobody found a field, like what? nothing. Jesus. And, 
and you're obviously these guys are scouting where geese, you know, where geese normally are. It's not like you're like wherever, like out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know. I mean, it's just right. I I have no clue if and if if I are I I I've been doing this long enough to I don't think all of a sudden like in a week there's just gonna be fields all over, right? I just right. don't no, no, it doesn't really happen. happen like that, no. And so I just like I just I am so confused on what went on. Like I was even going to ask like, God, like there wouldn't have been a, this is just so dumb because I know the answer to it, but it's like, you start questioning why there's not like, you know, you know why there's not just like, cause dude, there was so many goslings around. I mean, it was yeah. just, I mean, you talk, you know, you talk to the game and fish guys like, Oh Yeah. I mean, they had just many complaints last year. I mean, they had 400 complaints up here. Like, that's like, like on it's the like, really did hot. they migrate last week? I, it seems the, like it, my it sounds ar- like it, but to where Canada? Well, that's just it. I mean, my argument there, though, is, is why didn't I see? We, I, I can tell you, I have, I, the, today was the first day that there was just a random flock flying over Webster. Like just a 10 pack, just like, what do you, you know, but you see yeah, that all yeah. the time. Yeah, like at a normal right. year, you just see geese flying around. Being geese. You just, you just didn't see, I mean, everybody, and, and it's not like, it's just like my little area. Right. I mean, it's everywhere that yeah. just like, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it's turning around, but I don't, I mean, if I've all already like put an asterisk on this season is like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, if, if I knew nothing about the hatch and driving around, I'd just be like, well, it was a bad hatch. There's just no yeah. peace, yeah. you know, or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, it's, it's goofy as hell. I, I don't know. Um, this thing's taking off. Now. All right. Go chase your birds. I gotta go take right. my, uh, I gotta go take my dogs for a run. They're fat and out of shape. So before yeah. season, all right, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks. 